the Jack Shirley, Sherry Ellinger Show, and you coming along. Don't forget you can write to us, although Andrew says nobody writes to MyNorthwest.com. Still the case, Andrew? Hmm? I have no idea. Hmm? I, I didn't, I didn't right. make that. Check with Teeny. Teeny! Teeny, hello, Teeny. Teeny, Alright, she's going to check. You can also come in through the uh, Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, one 973 I do not know. All right. Well, she's checking that still. She's still looking good. Put the potato down. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Diving into the nerd. Potato. Greg's like, what the hell is going on? Where am I? Exactly. You're in the midst of newstainment. Ah. It's a, a torrid of news entertainment in a, t- a tornado-like form. Sounded like a velociraptor right there. What was that noise? It's Godzilla. Oh, okay. Come yeah, on, Greg. Godzilla Sorry. gathered around the pond. Sheesh. When we used to, dive, used to dive into the news and then had a couple of small animals and then people would write in, hey, you might want to put Godzilla in there. You might want to put this. So then we just kept adding more and more uh, animals around the pond. And the All rest right, bye-bye. is history. Bye-bye <laughs> to the $10 max toll. Look at this. They're going to take 15 bucks from you starting tomorrow. The highest possible charge to use the express toll lanes, also known as the BMW lane. So they kept calling it. It's for the rich. The rich have more more important places to be, and they're willing to spend 15 buckaroos to drive past all the rest of you suckers in the other lane. Yeah, this increase is going to cost 405 commuters using those lanes at peak toll periods around 607 buck, 600 to 700 bucks per month, around $8,000 per year. I believe the median income in this area is about 80,000. That would be 10% of your income if you want to yeah. move faster uh, on the freeway, which is a pretty wild number, John. Uh, do you frequent toll lanes? I do sometimes when I visit family. I have to drive on 405, and actually they've benefited me in terms of my commute time because I'm usually driving carpool, and yet I don't think they've provided any long-lasting, long-term real solutions, especially for working stiffs that are either caught uh, in traffic or forced with that dilemma, do I want to pony up so I can get home to my family and have a a bit of a life outside of work and not be spent in uh, bumper to bumper all day long? Why don't they close down another lane and then charge $40 to drive in the high occupancy lane during rush hour times? I mean, they could really make a lot more money. This also happened on the East Coast in Washington, D.C. The highest one was $60 at some point. It went up there. Don't forget they told us when they put these things in place, they never expected to go above $10. So why wouldn't it go even higher? The government has, there's no end to its appetite for your money. They don't, it just generally is this. The people that are in charge, the bureaucrats, the unelected bureaucrats, hate you in your car. They don't like you to use your car. They don't want you in your car. They're going to raise gas taxes. They're going to get you out of your car. They want you in the bus. 90% of people surveyed say, yes, they're in favor of public transportation. They're in favor of you taking public transportation and getting out of your car and getting out of their way. They don't want you in your car. The The government doesn't want you in the car because they think it's going to destroy the world, so they're going to make it as hard for you as possible. This is so sad for individuals that do need to be somewhere as they're driving along. Here's what I predict. Any system that's in place, people find some way to beat it. I see occasionally people driving with those black sort of transparent plastic things that go over the um, the license plate. 
It's hard to read those things. Push push a lot of dirt up there as well. Here's what they're doing in New York City now, because also the the fines and all the tolling and everything. People are now putting um temp you ever seen those temporary tags, those white ones? Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. <clears throat> you can print those up very easily, yep. put some bogus things on. So people put them up there, go through and I, I saw a story a couple of months ago, the number of times that they try to connect that temporary tag to the driver is ridiculous so they're all driving with their temporary tags got them in the back of their cars got them in their windows they stick them on there and they throw them away and put another one on they're just always staying one step ahead of anybody out there police are too busy to actually call in these tags so people just beat the system any way they can uh, people will beat this system to ride in it already this has been happening and the suckers will pay the 15 the others will find well and, and not just suckers but who does this benefit it's the filthy rich that doesn't bat an eye to have to pay 15 dollars. first you know? of all if you know what I, hold on i'm offended by that okay <laughs> tell me why i shower regularly what <laughs> <laughs> No, but again, what? for a government that constantly gives lip service about wanting to help, uh, you know, average Joes and Janes out there. Again, if if you make a million bucks a year, you don't care if the toll is ten bucks, twenty bucks, or thirty bucks because it n- makes no real uh, dent on your bottom line. So mm-hmm. you have people that are going around the system to do it. Yes, carpoolers benefit, like my family, which I stated before, but single occupants, which is the vast majority of people in their motor vehicles, uh, this situation is <laughs> turning out to be more onerous for them than ever before. And by the way, this was billed as a way to help pay for road projects around here. Instead, it's costing taxpayers money to run. This thing has lost money in various financial quarters over the years, and billions and billions of dollars are being pumped in to these transportation projects that represent less than 5% of the trips taken in the right. state. I think about right. that light rail station that I think oh. is about to open in Bellevue, the one that goes from Bellevue down to the uh, International District. And possibly if they're able to John, get those trains John, to pass over the I-90 bridge. Who wants to go down and be let off in an area that is crime infested and homeless infested right when you get off that light rail? I think it would be really fun to take my family on that light rail down to a, a ball game or something like that. And I go, that that route looks kind of dangerous, actually. Billions of dollars were spent to build that thing years and years and years, tons of taxpayer money. And I just think, is this really a solution or just a massive boondoggle? They, even if you look at the data on it, they will show you people will get off the bus and get in the train if they do that at all. It doesn't reduce it doesn't reduce the traffic congestion. It will be a out of the bus onto the train. Plus, don't forget, you got to get those trains, which has never been done before, to cross over that I-90 bridge to carry those people moving across. These trains are passing within a few feet of each other, moving at 35 miles an hour Mm -hmm. over a floating bridge. And they said, when it comes to technology and engineering, we're really (laughs) rolling the dice on this one as to whether this is going to work. We always get really windy days uh, around like November, October. Do you think that thing's going to hold up over years and years? 
years and years of use and the kind of weather we have around here. Well, don't forget when they put it all in place and all of a sudden they realize, oh, crap, yeah, these these uh, devices that we put to hold the stuff in place, the concrete wasn't right. So they had to break all that apart oh, and gosh. put new ones in place. Here's what happens with all of these infrastructure projects. On average, it takes four years to even begin to turn the dirt. So they give you the number. It's going to cost us this amount of money. And then every single year, the price goes up because of all the additional costs of not only labor, but uh, material. And then by the time they start to break ground on it, they're already over budget. But the silly folks that vote, oh, yeah, I think trains are a great idea. Let's vote, yeah, because it's only an additional $10 a month in my mortgage, or it's only $10 in my taxes. It get $10 on top of the 25 on top of the 35 on top of the parks, on top of the rest of the stuff. You vote for this. The suckers of Seattle every year, oh, yeah, you like the idea of trains, so let's put trains in place. Trains are the absolute waste, worst way to transport. If you want to really want to save any money, put them on a bus. But they knew that buses, well, buses aren't glamorous and buses are ugly and we don't like buses, but buses give you flexibility. Once you put the train tracks down, well, now you're forcing everybody to one particular area. And then the government comes along and buys all the land along the way to put those train tracks in place. This is the waste. And as I've said for years and years, I've been doing this show and I used to do it with Tom. I can't wait. Andrew, what did I used to say? What did I, remember my plan? Do you remember my plan? When the train finally does run across I-90, what am I going to be doing? Uh, remember? Is that the one with your flying car? I'm going to be in the, my flying car. What the, am I yeah. going to be doing? <laughs> You're going to be uh, dropping bags of urine, I think, on people. Oh, my. Get around. I'm here to give you anything you like. You want free college, Here we go. Energy. Get ready. Mortgages. <laughs> Whatever you like. You have come to the right place. Why? you why here's why who can take your money who can take, who your, take money? your money in their eye. A twinkle in your eye take it all away and give it to some other guy the government the government the government can who can tax the sunrise who can tax the sunrise tax the trees let your own That's a nifty little number. You like that? Wow. I enjoyed that, that thoroughly. I also found this one. This is in my curly jukebox of songs. I just oh. like this one. It's completely uh, out of context, but here we go. Welcome to McDonald's with you, whatever. Can I get an Oreo McFlurry, yeah? <laughs> We're not serving ice cream right now. It's broken at the moment. Can I get you something, yeah? Oh, I know you're going to say that. Let me go in and my seven chair the bag. So you gotta calm down and accept that. I know your ice cream machine working at a salt cap. I'm not lying, it's broken. Well, it better be, cause I ain't coming in. And oh. if you're coming in, I'll get your ass pinned. Then I'ma fight you over ice cream then. Is that an AI song? Wow. Is that an AI generated song? <laughs> no. This uh, segment just... on Light Rail has gone <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> that's McDonald's ice cream machine broken song. All right. The HOV lanes that people drive in, I think that's terrible, terrible. Yeah, who would do that? Is that a Charles Barkley terrible? Terrible. 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 God, you idiot. Uh, yeah, I don't Have know. Have you ever do gotten a ticket for doing that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, sure. Like between one and five? 
Uh, that's before the fines got higher, but I got pulled over. But I know, listen, if you drive the I-90 or 5, you know where they are and where they can't be. Some places, there's nowhere the cops can sit. So you get picked up you get airport. Coming out of the airport, come on down, get on I-5, heading in. There's this spot right near Tukwila mm-hmm. where it opens up, and they're in there. Or they catch you from behind. So you're driving along, and all of a sudden, the guy's an unmarked state trooper. He sees you in there, throws the lights on. So you just got to always be careful always watching but you know it's a it's a cost and you're like okay what will it cost me to drive if i can drive you know 50 times in the hov lane so that's that's my benefit right that's what i got yep. and then they hit me with a 130 dollar ticket well for the 50 times i drove i didn't pay for those so i'll pay the 130 i used to do this every year i would take like a thousand dollars and put it into my account and I would have it sit there, and I would just think, okay, that money's already gone. So if I get a parking ticket, mentally it's like I'm drawing off the account that I've already sort of put into that uh, that account. So it didn't bother me. Because yeah. parking tickets, like, yeah, what do I care? Here's $49. Because I already kind of mentally spent the money. i got to convince my wife to do this. I cannot get her to illegally park for the life of me. And <laughs> it's, just, it's just, come on, it's going to be five minutes. We'll be fine. No, no, no. I used to get tickets around the radio station all the time from oh, the parking well, lady that would drive around. And I knew things were getting much worse around Seattle when I stopped getting tickets for parking in the exact same illegal fashion. Because I realized, oh, they're really not enforcing. Don't test that around here. The, the, the parking enforcement is its own entity. Oh, they are gosh. still giving out tickets. All Trust right. me. They're working. Yeah, they'll get you. Come out to the club. No, but it, it, to, to wrap up this issue about the tolling and how it's going to continue to skyrocket and go through the roof in terms of the cost. I know a middle-class family that lives in Seattle. The mom and dad both work in Bellevue, but they have opposing schedules, so they need to drive single occupant over the 520 bridge on a daily basis. They rack mm. up 600 bucks a month just driving over 520. And it makes me angry, actually, because, again, it's hitting the middle class the most. Yeah, and just And they don't want to move out of their house. They love their place in Seattle. They've always li- they lived there over a decade. Well, they don't the, want to move, the, but they just eat the cost of thousands of dollars a year now. The commute is supposed to offset the cost of living in the city. You can't afford to live in the city. you got to move outside. you got to commute. But now the commute costs half of your month's rent. Yeah. That's crazy. It's when I was on the uh, Puget Sound Regional something where I was – Got a chance to serve on that heard committee. It, was on. City. <laughs> no, you haven't heard this. You haven't heard this. I'm not finished. I got. I sat on there for a little bit when they were coming up with the plans for the 520 bridge, and they got rid of a lane. And then they said, "Well, we're going to have a bike lane on the right hand side, and it was going to be 14 feet, or forget how wide it was." And they were going to put these little carve outs where you could sort of sit on these little benches and they're going to put lights up, you know, fun art lights and stuff. And I said, no, 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 don't, don't get rid of a lane. Please don't get rid of a lane. Oh, we want this lane for people that can walk across the 520 and bicycling across the 520. I remember it. And I said, before we vote or even start to think about this, how many people ride their bikes? Across the, how many people stop on the 520 and sit on the little stupid benches and look <laughs> at the water? Are we really going to take taxpayers' dollars to build benches for people to sit and enjoy? At the cost of the cars, lane. Yeah. <laughs> cars ripping by, right? <laughs> 
going over all of the uh, st- structures they put in place there, the the uh, expansion joints. Sounds like the ocean. No one's sitting. And every time I saw a bicycle, I'm like, oh, really? I hope. And I'm like, I hope you enjoy the 17th because <laughs> we, we only have one friggin' lane. What a waste. But it's this dream world that, oh, bicycles going to be riding around and they're going to sit down and enjoy themselves while the rest of you suckers lose a lane so that the traffic backs up so you don't get to where you need to go while someone's sitting on the bench with their bike. <laughs> you know, next segment, let's get into a topic that I never, fires by the way, I never went back to that committee again. I'm like, I'm like, killing me. I can't sit in that stupid thing. So you're pro light rail? Is that the feeling I'm He's getting? He's pro bike lane. Oh, okay. That's the takeaway. Check. Oh, God. Hang on. Lies will make it all this good. <laughs> the government takes everything we make to pay for all of their solutions. Solutions! climate change pollution. Throw away the Constitution. <laughs> Who can give a bailout? Well, this is the anniversary of Blazing Saddles. I saw it at the Ardmore Movie Theater. And as a good Catholic school kid, I was like, I felt really guilty about laughing at so many of these scenes because, like, well, that seems disrespectful. Like,. <laughs> We I shouldn't, to... I shouldn't, but I am. I know. By, uh, by the way, I should first mention Wilcox Family Farm Eggs. Did I mention that yet? No. Please did I do. mention Wilcox Family Farm Eggs? Yes. I think I just did, yes. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Wilcox Family Farm Eggs, for sponsoring. Thank you, Andrew, as well. Like this famous scene, they're all sitting around the, uh, the fire there, the campfire, and I think they've just eaten some beans. Blazing Saddles. What year was it, Joe? You do the math. Ooh, 50, uh, 50 70, years ago. 34. It was a good scene. Oh, jeez. favorite. <laughs> Is that really in the movie? What? You don't know this movie? That was a groundbreaking moment in cinematic history. I saw Blazing Saddles for the first time two years ago, so it'd be interesting to uh, throw our perspectives back and forth. I think I get the picture. I think I I I understood what happened in that scene now. I had forgotten about it, but thanks for jogging my memory. Everybody, oh, they could never make that movie today. That and Airplane. But what does that mean? What does that mean you can't make that movie today? You could. It might not make as much money or be as popular popular or well-received, but it's not illegal to make a movie in the vein of Blazing Saddles anymore. It just means culture is... yeah. Right, because, oh, they they use this word or they make fun of this person or that person. We could never get away with Mel Mel Brooks and the the genius of, uh, what is it, something for Hitler? Uh, springtime, springtime for Hitler. Springtime for Hitler. So they, you oh, take they, the third when we do that harmony uh, next time. Springtime. Spring so, <laughs> stop. Well, you don't know, have a me derailing. We try to set up a barbershop quartet in the middle of the show. Yeah, well, they always say, well, you can't make those movies nowadays. It would never be able to because people are way too sensitive and uh, the people would have the biggest problem with it. So you can make these movies because Daily Wire makes movies now. They made uh, What is a Woman? 
Um, that had 117 million views. They came out with Lady Baller. Um, that cost them $7 million to make it. I tried to find out how many people have watched it. So they are making it. They're making it for a specific audience that would find, you know, funny that you, you, you skewer everybody, that, that nobody is safe from it. The same thing with South Park, right? South Park goes after everybody. It's like you could never do a, a cartoon where they say the stuff they say. Yeah, they do. They already do it. Yeah. So if you're going to find an audience on it, would you be able a major release? Probably not because the studios would be too scared. But somebody would find it, somebody could produce it, and people would watch it. Whatever studio takes the plunge, and South Park does this all the time. They, they push the envelope so far, and they Constantly. do it really well, and they, they're, they're continuously successful with it. So whatever studio decides they're going to start putting out these movies that really like test your comfort level is going to do great. And, they're, and they're, right. they just have to start doing it. Because well, they, they the can. idea of pushing the envelope is always something that's going to garner eyeballs. Well, Where, wherever someone sets a limit, right. if someone's going to test it, the public is intrigued no matter what. Right. Well, and I think the last the last instance I can think of was the movie, the Seth Rogen movie about visiting, uh, I think it's called The Interview, about visiting Kim Jong-un and doing an interview with him. And the, mm-hmm. they made this movie, they did press for they it, they censored did every, it. everything yeah, yeah. else, and then they finally, this this somebody saw it and said, well, wait a minute, this is going to upset this nuclear power, so they pulled it. They never released it in theaters. It did phenomenal on streaming services. Right, I, I remember that. Straight to Netflix. Mitt but, Romney chimed in on it. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go out and watch it, and he's clean as the driven snow, you know what right. I mean? That, that wouldn't yeah. be a movie he would normally gravitate towards, yeah. so but I, the controversy got him to promote it. People just have well, to start refusing to be canceled, I guess. Well, studios also caved to China because they exactly. want to sell uh, the product there, so they, I know that when it came to uh, Top Gun 2, uh, yeah. Maverick had a particular patch on his one of his shoulders, and I think it was for Taiwan Taiwanese or something. Taiwanese flag, yeah. Yeah, so then, they, oh, they got that. They, I think they got rid of that thing. But also, the studios cave to the woke folk that spend their whole time, all day, you know, reading ramen noodles and sitting in their pajamas. Is that what um, they do? Yes. So they would go <laughs> after the studios that. for this sort of, yeah, they go after the studios for this stuff. How dare you do that? So they cave to it, and they put this stuff up. And then nobody watches it. And they said, oh, because no one watched it because America is a bunch of racists. Well, really? So the racists, there's so many racists paying for movie tickets that that's what killed it, right? So whatever the topic is, you can't make that movie. Yes, you can. Go ahead and make it. So they do make it, as you see with Daily Wire. Um, did you watch What is a Woman? I've watched that, many interview clips from out? the documentary, and I saw the trailer for Lady Ballers. So I see what they're doing there, and I, I understand why you brought it up. Another interesting dynamic here, though, is that these streaming services don't necessarily report the numbers of viewers that come in. And so you know there's conversations that take place behind closed doors about things they want to promote for maybe cultural reasons or because they think it's popular on social media, but you can't argue with the results, yet we're not privy to them as the general public. Like Netflix doesn't let anybody know who's watching what. And you ever see those like top 10 lists, what's being streamed on Max right now? I'm always looking at those uh, askance because I Mm -hmm. think – they could say whatever they want right. here. They could put that at number one, and ten people have seen it. But they're just trying to drive people to see it. And so, I don't know. It, numbers don't lie at the end of the day, and companies know this. So they're going to be producing material that garners eyeballs and, and ratings for them at the end of the day. Well, speaking of South Park, South yeah. Park going after Disney, right? All right, just try to relax, take a deep breath. Now, tell me exactly what it is you're afraid of. I keep. Having the same dream. 
Everywhere I look, people are being replaced. Okay, and who do you think is going to have you replaced? Them. The Puppet Masters. The last time I had the dream, I was... I was walking down the school hallway. And then I see Butters, and he's like, Hey, Eric, you want to see what my mom packed me for lunch? And that's when I start to notice that something's wrong. Everyone I cared about has been systematically replaced. And finally, I want to scream, and I'm like, Why are they replacing every single character with someone who is diverse? But then Kennedy's like, It's not our fault, it's because of Kathleen Kennedy. But then Kathleen... They're making fun of Kathleen Kennedy, <laughs> yeah. who's the CEO of Kennedy's just like, it, make it more lame. And everyone in town is like, no, please, Kathleen Kennedy, stop ruining everything. But Kathleen Kennedy is all like, put another gay diverse woman in it. Make it more <laughs> lame. And the Disney stock just keeps going down and down and down. And then Bob Iger is all like, no, no, what's going on with my stars? No, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, then they do a thing with Kathleen Kennedy. She goes to a restaurant to order uh, pasta. Yeah. And she screams at the waiter, <laughs> make it gayer and put a lesbian in it. And yeah. the waiter's like, and okay, I don't know what that means. I told you, make it gayer, put a lesbian in it. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, yeah, true American originals. Still doing it for almost 30 years now. Right. By the way, if you, if you enjoy South Park or those guys, you have to watch them be interviewed about how they went to the Academy Awards. And they both... Try- they both were dressed in women's dresses. Oh, one of them but was like pri- a J-Lo dress. Yeah. But prior, right, Joe, prior to going. They were on they LSD. Both, they both dropped acid. Yeah. Well, let's not encourage that behavior. <laughs> what, women's dresses? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yeah, no. But you could watch them. No, the latter. In the, in the clip, you could watch them talk about <laughs> they were being interviewed by like entertainment tonight and these other and they were completely out of their minds they truly to, don't care what no. anybody thinks about them and that's kind of refreshing refreshing these days i love yeah. butt drugs what <laughs> sherry uh, andrew i rely on yeah. butt drugs <laughs> Welcome to the show, Greg. Let's elevate the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> the next segment, we can't. The next segment is what the listeners think of the oh, show. Boy. Oh well, they've oh. got a tall order. Here we go. Oh, First that's a tease. <laughs> Here's sorry, Greg. Sorry about that. Oh, by the way. There is a, before you do let it, there's a question. Yes, in the back. Lady with her ponytail through her baseball cap. Question, yes. Question. Is my pizza going to be covered in cocaine today? Uh, it is Thursday. It is Thursday, yeah. It is Thursday. Covered in, <laughs> yeah. Covered. yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, covered in cocaine. Woo. The answer is yes. There we go. Good. Got that, Greg? I got it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Duly noted. the mailman now. Basically, what is this show? I'm the mailman. As you can see, I'm the mailman. Don't nobody mess with me. Don't, Don't mess with him. Man. If you didn't know, I'm the mailman. Bring the mail to your door. I love bacon. There you, go. there you go. That's right. You know what this show is? It's It goes 24-7, um, and it's it's kind of unbearable. That's right. All right. We'll get the letter of the day. First, take care of all the rest. You're up first, my friend. Rando texts Nate in Seattle, writes, right out the chute when talking about flatulence noises. Nice. Rachel Bell would be so proud. (laughs) Cindy in Puyallup says, I'd like to know if John had to choose his last meal on Earth, would he choose a pill or would he actually choose food? Remember, that is his last meal on Earth. Um, So what would it be, John? 
uh, I, whatever everybody else has ordered. <laughs> what he's having? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the guy exactly. in the other cell. Uh, yes. Carrie and Cedro Woolley writes, I totally get how John feels about food. I have said the same thing. Give me a pill. I'm so tired of food. I'm tired of deciding yeah. what to eat. I'm tired of cooking and doing dishes. I'm tired of being taken advantage of by stores because they know we have to eat. I'm, That's right. I'm over all flavors of food at 62. Give me a pill, please. Do, do you and these people hate music and sunsets, too? I, I don't understand this hatred for sustenance and its flavor. What? You're going to put sunset in the same category well, I'm talking as about everything Parmesan. that's good and beauty and holy <laughs> and uh, satisfactory in this world. Sunsets are free unless the oh. unless the government has a way of taxing. <laughs> okay. John Curley, you're badass. I never get tired of your humor and Sherry and Mama and everybody else. You guys are a fun, change of pace, great show. And now here is Sue Bell. Hey, everybody. It's Sue Bell in Palm Beach. Wait, what? Vinny in Ellensburg writes, uh-oh, word on the street in Clay Ellum is that John doesn't return his shopping cart to the cart corral when he shops at Safeway. Not true, Vinny, but nice try. <laughs> nice <laughs> try. That, no, you know why I do, Vinny? Because I know. true. Wow. No, I, I, I do because I, I do because I know Vinny's watching. Dennis in Seattle. Uh, thank you, Greg, for mentioning President Harry Truman. Ah, okay. Next time I'll mention um, uh, Calvin Coolidge, nice. uh, Bradley okay. Cooper, and familial nudity. <laughs> that topic. Mm-hmm. Renee in the three six zero writes: I had two daughters who showered with my husband and I. Yes, there were a lot of questions. What's this? What's that? But guess what? That's life. Never ashamed. Never apologize. We've become such prudes. Here, here. Don't do it again. This is not a safe place for me to be naked. <laughs> Where did that come from? Wow. Uh, I in Piala says, my sister just moved outside of Dallas, and I just learned that their underage daughter can have a glass of wine at dinner as long as the parents are sitting at the table with her. Mm. Okay. I've offered my 10-year-old a sip of my IPA, and the smell just, like, totally revolts him. Yeah. So I think, well, remember that when you're 21, kid. <laughs> and someone offers that in college. Tiger Mountain Mike, I came home early from junior high one day and saw my mom on the deck sunbathing topless. I was scared for life, and I still have not recovered. See? Gotta make, normalize it. Sorry, Tiger Mike. This is what he sounded like when he saw it. Uh, Jennifer in Gig Harbor says, I remember Dory had some statistic uh, around 76% of people sleep nude. Many people, including me, are walking around the house nude. It really sucks when my adult sons come home and I have to wear clothes. But I still pee with the door open. Atta girl. I sleep with the boxer shorts, no no T-shirt. What about you, John? Uh, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> oh, that's the most invasive thing that's been on this show the last I, three cool. hours? Yeah, that's it. That's right. Sheesh. That's right. And now right. it is time for the letter of the day. That's you, my friend. Beer Baron Aaron on that Bellevue cop losing insurance. Boy, oh boy, what an opportunity for Kamala to be able to help out with that Bellevue officer's ongoing medical bills. He was so kind to help protect her during her visit here and then being injured, knowing she's got his back when he had hers. Amazing that she has shown such gratitude towards him. Oh, wait, what? I experienced great joy. She's an easy target. The concerns are what we should be concerned about. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's all Greg she wrote. That's all Thank she wrote. you for your help. No Thank you. Now you have a chance to sing some harmony with. Why it's good old reliable. Joe, you're stealing my thunder. I don't know this one. Oh, come on. Play some Beatles. Play me out to the Beatles. What does that mean to play us out? We'll do it live. Play us out. There's nothing written. Why can't I play us out? Do it live. I'll write it. Do it live.